the Niners Nation podcast with you again. And the bye week's over. We have football up into the end of the year now. With me this week is Leo Luna of Sports Illustrated. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It was a bye week, as you say, towards the end of every episode. No injuries. It did not happen this week. Nobody went in the blue tent. But a lot of players on the COVID list. <laughs> That's the downfall. Correct. That is the downfall, but I think that was a, probably a precaution with the bye week. I'm hoping that's what it was, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. We're back. We're back again. There's 49er football on this Sunday, and we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot to, to really break down here because it's looking like there's two different paths that the 49ers are coming to, and I think tonight we're going to talk about both paths and why we think each one is good or bad, but real quick, Let's get into a 2021 NFL draft order check-in. We got the Jets, still the number one pick, 0-10. They're taking a quarterback. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 1-9. They're taking a quarterback. Cincinnati Bengals are third, and they don't have Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, so they'll probably stay there. Uh, That's a trade partner for the 49ers. The Dallas Cowboys won, but they're still only 3-7. That's a trade partner for the 49ers. Assuming that they sign Dak Prescott to a long-term contract. Washington at five, three and seven. They're taking a quarterback. The LA Chargers are three and seven, even with Herbert. And they don't need that's a trade partner for the 49ers. The New York Giants are a wild card, but I doubt they're gonna give up on their boy. Miami's at eight now. I think that could be a potential trade partner. Atlanta at nine. They are so bad. I don't think they're gonna win another game this year but they could be a potential team that needs a quarterback. Carolina did win, so they moved to 4-7. and seven. Detroit lost. They're at 11. I don't know if they would take a quarterback. New England and Minnesota are also now in front of the 49ers at 12-13. and 13. So San Francisco is currently at 14, at 4-6, and six, and they need some teams to win, and they need to lose if they want to get to that spot where they're not going to have to trade an arm and a leg for that quarterback of the future. What do you think, Leo, on this? I mean, it's looking a little... I mean, I know it's only, we still have six weeks left, but they're picking 14th right now at four and six, and there's some wins they could potentially have We that we talked about last week. Is this a bad situation, or can some of these teams get some wins and maybe move down a little bit? Some of these teams can definitely move down. Um, I mean, like Houston, they're sitting at eight. They're only one game in front of the 49ers, and their strength of schedule is actually harder than the 49ers. So if they just pick up one win and the 49ers don't their next game, then Houston auto- automatically slides down behind the 49ers in the draft, as well as just looking here, the Chargers, they have they have Herbert. So they could, they're one win ahead of the 49ers as well, uh, or excuse me, behind the 49ers. So they could slide down behind them. Falcons, I know you said they may not win another game, but... They may not win another game. Do they play the never, Jets? never mind them. Never mind them. But Carolina Panthers, they look somewhat decent. Um, if their offense could put up some new uh, new things, if they could get McCaffrey back into the mix as well, even yeah. though even though their Davis doesn't look like such a bad uh, former 49er right now. Um, uh, it, there's just things to happen. If the 49ers somehow, some way, drop a game to the Dallas or Washington, that also helps. For me, it's regardless of what happens between the Rams and the Buccaneers games, 49ers 2020 opponents are going to finish this week below 500. And that helps the 49ers because as it sits 
without the result of the Rams games, their opponents are 522. So they're over 500. So to have their opponents this week finish below 500, that's going to help the 49ers to weaken their strength of schedule to potentially move ahead of those teams that have the same record as the 49ers. Um, obviously having Dallas win this week doesn't help that because that's one of the bright spots to weaken the 49ers strength of schedule. And same thing with the Redskins, them winning this week does not help that, but those are two teams we don't expect to win much down the season. So even though this one win hurts, they should probably lose a hell of a lot more moving forward. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the big thing that we're going to we're going to talk a lot about the idea of tanking tonight. I really wanted to talk about it because I think we just kind of brushed up on it. And real quick, I want to say something about the 49ers before we get into this. I'm not actively rooting for the 49ers to lose. My biggest thing is they're so injured and the quarterback is so bad that they're going to lose. And when they lose, I'm not going to be mad. I think that's the difference between wanting your team to lose and knowing what you have putting out on the field every week. They're going to get they're going to get absolutely skull crushed by the Rams on Sunday. And I, 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 there's no way they beat the Rams with Nick Mullins. There's just no way. But, and, and the thing is, is the losses aren't, should not bother you going forward because it's for the greater good in the end. And yeah, sure. It'd be awesome to make the playoffs, but what we're going to get into and talk more about is, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to make the playoffs? And so that's going to be the main topic tonight. And so real quick, we're going to take one side here. We're going to take, first of all, the Niners winning and why you would want them to win or, and what you're going to get out of it. That's going to be the first side. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about what happens if the Niners lose out, lose all six games, where they could potentially be, what happens to the 2021 season, what happens to the draft picks, all that stuff. So real quick, let's talk about the Niners winning. So right now, they have six games left. They're sitting at four and six. If the Niners won the next six games, they would have 10 and six, which would definitely be a wild card. But the thing is, and, and Leo, I'm a, this is what I'm going to send this to you, is making the playoffs when you're this injured and this poor at the quarterback position even worth it? You would figure that they would probably say they win the next six, slide in at 10 and six. Um, with only one team getting the bye this year, you would figure as things stand, Seattle maybe, or maybe the Rams or the the pa- actually probably the Packers get the two seed. Could this team, as they are physically built right now, um, with the injuries, can they beat the Packers in Lambeau in January? I'm not confident in that. I'm really not. Mm. So. I will never root for this team to win. That's just not my makeup. That's not my MO. That's not something I would do. Or excuse me, lose. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Excuse me, lose. I will never root for this team to lose. The reason why I got confused on that is my next point here. Each loss is somewhat going to feel like a win when you look at the draft order. Because if, if this team continues to win and they beat a team like the Rams, they beat a team in the like the Bills, I feel like that's going to feel like fool's gold come to the playoffs because they're going to have to travel for every single game and no West Coast team has traveled every single game and made it to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Uh, the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl and if you're not going to win it, you got to play 
the other type of game, and it's to get a higher draft pick, you ultimately have to keep a winning mentality. So you're going to try your best and put your players in the best situation to win. But with all the current injuries, that's simply not going to happen with this team. And so understanding that mentality of the game, each loss puts you one step closer to, say, a Zach Wilson. Instead of being a team having to give up three ones to move up for Zach Wilson, maybe you only have to give up one one and a three. That's better for the future of this franchise. So it's not necessarily uh, tanking, I would say. It's basically a future investment during a unforeseen, unpredicted kind of year. And and the other the other factor, a lot of people are saying, well, if the team makes a Super Bowl, they're not as bad as we think. And the, the my biggest thing is, the team is not as bad as people think. The fact that the quarterback position right now, Nick Mullins is one one of, if not the worst quarterback currently playing football, and they're not getting blown out. They didn't get blown out by the Saints. They were completely in that game, and the Saints are probably going to be the one seed in the NFC. And that was when Drew Brees was healthy. That's the thing. Is, is the team is not bad. We're not talking about a team that is absolutely unwatchable trash. We're talking about a team that's really, really injured and has nobody at quarterback who can effectively play the position in order to win against Patrick Mahomes. And the end goal, I think, and my, I said this on the first episode of this show, the end goal for the 49ers every single year is going to be to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl because he's going to be there Every single year until Miami gets Tua figured out or Herbert gets a defense, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. And without a real quarterback, you're not going to be able to win. And people say, oh, Garoppolo's coming back. Mostert's coming back. Debo's coming back. And yeah, they may look better, but winning does them nothing. It just doesn't do anything for the team except morale. And I don't think a team that was in the Super Bowl last year needs to know they're good. They know they're good. They know that they've suffered some of the worst injuries in NFL history. And it comes down to this idea that people are like, well, I'll never root for the team to lose. You know, we had this poll out on Niners, the Niners Nation podcast network at NN Podcast. And this was the poll we wanted to race this episode around. The question was, as we come out of the bye week, that was good for the 49ers playoff chances, which it was. What would you rather see? try and sneak in the playoffs or miss the playoffs entirely. Right now we are at on Monday night, 1,062 votes at a 50.3% for miss the playoffs entirely and 49.7%. Some of these comments on here are pretty interesting. People saying uh, autumn uplinger at AU plinger. What kind of dumb question is this? Of course we want them to make the playoffs, but that doesn't seem likely to happen. I think that's kind of the right, mentality to have of course i want them to make the playoffs do i think they're gonna win no but it'd be cool to see them in the playoffs yeah sure but the problem is seeing them in the playoffs hurts them long term absolutely it's um even if this team goes four and two down the stretch they're probably not making the playoffs at eight and eight Uh, and then long term like you said it's either be competitive but end up on the short end of the stick and you could end up with the Zach Wilson or be on the short end of the stick and end up with potentially a less or prospect at quarterback or 
end up with something else entirely. And I don't think getting someone not in the top three or four rankings of the quarterbacks list prospects is going to help this team long-term. I don't, I I just don't see that long-term. Well, and that's the thing. Think about it. So you go into Dallas and you go into Washington and you win both games, right? So you have two more wins on the season. You're not, you're going to be, you're going to finish the season six and 10. Okay. Right. Dallas finishes the season at four and six at probably we'll go with the five seed. Okay. They end up Mm -hmm. being the five in, in the draft. The amount you're going to have to give up in order to go get Zach Wilson at five. If you're all the way back up at, 14, 15, 16 is going to cost you long-term where the team has a potential to lose pieces that would make them better. This idea that the team is stacked is completely true. They are stacked. But the idea that you have to give up your future, a lot of this team is built on draft picks. A lot of this team is built on draft picks. They really haven't had great free agent acquisitions. Right. Free agency's never been good to the Niners. They're built on draft picks and having to give up more than just a first next year and a first this year to get Zach Wilson. I just don't, I don't like it. Like I hope to God, Zach Wilson's the guy. And it really seems like he's the guy from what the Niners, everyone is saying they're sending Adam Peters to the BYU games. And Adam Peters is the de facto GM. I say that with air quotes because that's the joke that John Lynch isn't actually the GM, (laughs) but it really sounds like Zach Wilson's the guy. And if they want him, they're going to trade to get him. And so you know, as a Niner fan, they're going to trade to get him. How do you feel about the idea of us winning these games and then having to trade back to get the quarterback of the future? Absolutely. Like I said, you want to keep a winning mentality. So if the 49ers do lose, you want it to be like, maybe give up 20 points a game on defense. And that's that's fantastic because you don't have Nick Bosa. You don't have D Ford. So 20 points a game is fantastic. And if the offense is so, scoring 17 games, well, guess what? That's probably because of the quarterback position, not because of the other guys. And for the, the crowd that says, guys, what are you talking about? The 49ers have Jimmy G. Well, when you have beat writers that have been with the team for over 20 years, that are known to not say anything against the 49ers without Rob Lang hitting their cell phone immediately. And they're saying Jimmy G is most likely gone and he's not a 49er next year. Okay, well, we have to take that into reality. We have to accept that no matter how beautiful his chin line is. Oh, that's, is. The re- that's the reality of this. Believe me, like I, I love the idea of having a supermodel quarterback. Like That's great. My daughter has his jersey, but is that the reality of this team? Not really, because you see when Kyle Shanahan calls a different game for Jimmy and you see how frustrated how frustrated Kyle gets when Jimmy doesn't execute it on that constructive game. And Jimmy was never Kyle's guy. They kind of got forced to saying, hey, you're only charging us a second round pick. All right, we got to jump on it. Like we We don't have a choice at this point. But let's not forget. They didn't just take that. They said, okay, what about Tom Brady? And then, so it was never they were completely sold on him. They didn't say, okay, let's do the deal right now. They asked for Tom Brady. And then this offseason, they said, hey, what about Tom Brady again? And so then now it's you've already dipped your pen in different ink a little bit to a certain point to where it's we have to understand the quarterback position 
is what should be drafted in the first round, and that's where this team should be going. So competitive games, but on the short end of it, fantastic. To, to me, that is a short-term loss, but a long-term win, and everybody will be happy one year or two years down the line that the 49ers lost that game. And that's the thing is like everyone's so mad. But go, go to, I'm just going to go to some of these comments real quick. You know, OG Niner at SF underscore OG Lowe's. Play to win the game. You know, like I understand that mentality. I really do. Like, or this guy, 6T9er at 6 underscore T9er. Get healthy, make playoffs, go on a run. Anything can happen. Or, you know, someone just posting, you play to win the game, the gift from the New York Jets head coach. Like, I understand you want to win. I get it. I want to win. I'm the conductor of the 49ers 2020 hype train. It got derailed. They got more injuries than any team in the history of this league. Their quarterback could not beat the worst NFL secondary in the history of this league. He threw 82 yards against a Seahawks team that is going to allow more passing yards than the 2011 Green Bay Packers. I mean, like, that's the thing. And and one thing about lost seasons, this idea of a lost season, is you find out a lot about your football team. And I feel like this season we found out a lot about the 49ers. They're really good on defense. When Robert Sala leaves, it's going to suck. They've had bad games, sure, but they're really good on defense when Brian Will... What was his name? Brian Allen. Brian Brian Allen Allen is playing corner. Jason Verrett has it. Javon Kinlaw is going to be a star. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the NFL. Ayuk is going to be a number one. We found out a lot, but we've also found out that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the long-term option at this at quarterback for this team, whether they make the playoffs this season or not. So why not fix it and get that nice little cushion of not having to pay a quarterback where you can pay Jason Barrett. You can pay Fred Warner. You can get Kerry Hyder on a nice small little contract. You can go get Tack McKinley when his groin isn't awful. <laughs> and that's the thing, is getting a young rookie allows them to do so much long-term that, yes, losing sucks. It sucks. I want to win. But winning long-term is more important because, you know, and I'm, maybe you're with me on this. 2019 was amazing, right? But would you rather have one 2019 and then mediocrity, eight and eight, nine and seven for the next seven years, or go four and 12 this season, get your quarterback of the future, and be right back in the Super Bowl next year. Absolutely. Um, just whatever you can to, to get that franchise guy. Looking at the Bengals last season, yeah, I know he's hurt right now. And yes, I understand that it was the first overall pick. But do you think Bengal fans would say, hey, yeah, we would rather go 8-8 eight and eight instead of getting Joey Burrow? No, it's not going to happen. Charger fans last year, do you think Charger fans would say, hey, yeah, we would rather be 8-8 eight and eight instead of getting Justin Herbert? No, they're not going to say that. Giants, or excuse me, Jets fans now. Would you rather have them? Do you think they're going to say we are hoping for two and four this year or two and 14? Excuse me. We just want two wins. Just give us two wins. Actually, give us one win. Let us be one in 15. Um, or would they rather be own 16 and get Trevor Lawrence? 
I guarantee Jets fans are saying they would rather be 0-16 and get Trevor Lawrence because when you have that franchise guy, it just changes the architect of the, fu- of the future for a franchise. Look, what, Take Patrick Mahomes, for instance, and you put Alex Smith there instead. They could only win, muster, what, one playoff win in that span? They had, 10, they had 10 wins, and they only won one playoff game, I'm pretty sure, that season. Right, and so... And he went to the playoffs like three straight years with the Chiefs, and they had one playoff win in three straight years. Now you give Patrick Mahomes three straight playoffs games. He's already won one Super Bowl and, and one AFC championship. Yeah. Who says that he doesn't win another Super Bowl two two in three years as a starter? So it just changes the landscape for a franchise. And I think with this quarterback class, we're not just talking about any Mickey Mouse quarterback class this quarterback class is fantastic do yourself a favor if you're like refusing that the 49ers need a quarterback moving forward do yourself a favor watch these young quarterbacks these top five projected players so that would be trevor lawrence justin fields trey lance zach wilson and kyle trask watch those five guys in college and then put on a jimmy garoppolo game you're going to convince yourself and that's the thing, too, is this movement on Twitter that we need a young quarterback. A lot of people are like, well, a lot of the time, young quarterbacks aren't ready. I think that's the opposite. I think these kids are more ready coming out of college than they've ever been because offensive line play is at its worst it's ever been. And that's the thing. This idea that scares me more than anything is the Niners win four more games, and then they draft an offensive lineman, and we're stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo again next season. When you the offensive line class is bad. I'll tell you right now, Niner fans, the upcoming offensive line class for this draft is not good. So wouldn't you rather have a guy who can run around and do some more stuff with his legs than have a guy who has to stand there like a, a statue? The thing about the thing I really love about Mac Jones is his arm, but he stands there like a statue. I'd rather have Zach Wilson who runs around a lot. You know, he can do make plays with his legs. And yes, BYU has not played anybody. But we've seen Trevor Lawrence in the college football championship. We've seen Justin Fields last year in the playoffs almost knock off Alabama and Trey Lance. I haven't seen as much about him. I've watched some film. He's got it. He's special. He went to a North Dakota state university has a chip on his shoulder. He's there's four quarterbacks in this draft that could change a franchise. Wouldn't you rather have one of those guys than Jimmy Garoppolo again? And and I would say this as well is, with Jimmy Garoppolo, they got to the Super Bowl last year, but what did he do in that playoff stretch? And that's been a lot of the stigma on on rookies not getting to the Super Bowl or not winning the Super Bowl is them just crumbling in the playoffs, kind of like what Lamar Jackson has done in back-to-back years with the Ravens. Well, you look at that as Jimmy Garoppolo played terrible against the Minnesota Vikings. I was there in person, and he through to Eric Hendricks like if he was his own tight end Minnesota's linebacker that what that is and he actually threw an interception to Kendricks in that game and where it's they had to go to Tevin Coleman t- to get a hundred yard game that and with great defense that got him out of that Minnesota game well especially replacing Akello Weatherspoon and putting Emmanuel Mosley which they should have done the first snap of the game um, and then next is did you know this that Jimmy Garoppolo only threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game? I mean, I was there. I know, and I was sitting there kind of like, you're telling me a rookie can't do that? 80 or eight passes? Like, this team in 
2021 should be just as dominant when they get Nikki Bosa back in 2019, as long as they re-sign Jason Verrett. They re-sign Trent Williams. They re-up Fred Warner. And even Richard Sherman, if if some want to put him to safety, that's a debate right now. And how the 49ers are allowed to do all that moves is freeing up $24 million from number 10. And that's the thing is, and let's quote, let's get into this idea that the Niners lose out. Okay. So we have a couple comments that people are saying, you know, Hey, maybe we should lose out tank season on Twitter at random <laughs> red box 360. <laughs> we do not have a chance at hell at the Super Bowl. Too many play- key players this season and season ending injuries. And then we have another random guy, Eric, at Eric Rogers, who just says tank for Trevor, which I wish that was possible because Trevor Lawrence was literally, <laughs> he's going to be amazing. This idea that the team loses out, right? So now they lose out. Keep in mind, yes, you lost out, but you have. Raheem Mostert, who's now a top 10 back we talked about last week. George Kittle, the best tight end in the NFL. Brandon Ayuk, looks like the Niners finally have a deep shot guy. Too bad they don't have a quarterback who could throw deep balls. Debo Samuel, who's a gadget player, can do everything. Hopefully, if you draft a guy, you can re-sign Kyle Juszczyk. You re-sign Trent Williams. You now have an anchor tackle, and you have a running quarterback. Your offense is electric with Kyle Shanahan. Nick Mullins right now is the worst quarterback in the NFL, but the 49ers are staying in games because you know why? Because Kyle Shanahan is that damn good. They have a head coach who literally, with the right players, can take them to the Super Bowl every single year. And I, I don't think there's a question about that. I, I absolutely agree. If you look at Nick Mullins' stats, we all you look at the film, we see the games. Nick Mullins has not been good by any means. But he is 67.3 completion percentage, 8.1 yards per attempt, and an 8.9 quarterback rating, which isn't too, too awful. But <laughs> it, I'm saying, yeah, that's not too awful. It, but with that's possible because of Kyle Shanahan. You have any other person calling plays there? Nick Mullins is QB quarterback rating probably drops from 89.1 to a 68.7. I mean, that's the thing is this is a top 16 offense with the second worst quarterback in the NFL top 16. I understand like, yes, there's, there's still 32 teams. It's still at the top half of the NFL and they still have one of the best defenses in the NFL, despite the fact they can't score. It's wild how good this team is. And if you lose out and Zach Wilson is the guy or Trey Lance is there and he's the guy and you guys are all mad at me and Leo for Leo, sorry, my bad Leo for (laughs) saying that we should lose out. And then they go on this run where they have maybe not Mahomes, but they have a guy who literally can do everything in Shanahan's system. And Ayuk is scoring touchdowns like DK Metcalf. Then you're pretty happy. Right. And that's the thing. This idea of losing now sucks. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. You have to rip it off now and get all the losses over because then you're going to feel fine once the Band-Aid's gone, right? If you leave it on a couple more days or you leave it on too long, you leave Jimmy Garoppolo out there too long, you know, when you rip it off, it's going to hurt worse. Rip it off now. Get the losses out of the way because next year when you have a real quarterback, you're going to prosper. And I've said it a million times on this show. The 49ers are 100% a quarterback away. 
So let me ask you a question real quick. Maybe this will relate to people. So if I pay you forty thousand a year, and then next year I'm gonna pay you seventy, and then the year after I'm gonna pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year. So in three years I'm gonna pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year, or I'll give you sixty this year, sixty next year, and sixty in two years. What would you want? The first one. That's what we're talking about here with getting a Zach Wilson or or a Trey Lance. In two years, you'll he's that good of a quarterback to where it's gonna pay off. I, I say seventy thousand to you in, in next year because he's a rookie, so it's probably not gonna yeah. be like this big old splash. But in two years from now, kind of like what Patrick Mahomes did, kind of like what Lamar Jackson did, MVP type stuff, that's what these guys can Russell be. Wilson even. Russell Wilson was really good his first season coming in, and he's gotten better over the years. The thing is, the 49ers right now are paying a guy, what, $24 million? Twenty. It will be $26.9 next season. $26.9 million to do what Garoppolo does every season. And keep in mind, if we really want to go through all the games Garoppolo has missed over his three years with the 49ers, I'm pretty sure he's missed two-thirds of the games, maybe more. We're not even done with the whole with the whole third season. It might be that he's missed almost two seasons worth of football since signing with the 49ers. He's being paid $26.4 million. I like the guy. He's very handsome. But <laughs> he does not do anything that Alex Smith could not do right now for the 49ers. I'm sorry. And I... I know we let Alex Smith go for Kaepernick because he was special and fun and he could run the ball and all this stuff, but Alex Smith could do what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing right now, and I'm I'm pretty sure he makes pennies. He makes nothing compared to a lot of these quarterbacks. Cam Newton could do what the 49ers are doing with, with Jimmy Garoppolo right now, and he makes like a million dollars and that's it. Like, the thing is, is what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing is not worth the money we're paying. And unless the guy says, you know what, I understand, it was a bad season, I was injured, I'll take a pay cut. And I'll, so I can start in front of Zach Wilson. Okay, sure. But who the hell's going to take a pay cut when you can make easy money? And also, why would Jimmy take a pay cut when Shanahan, he was never Shanahan's guy, and they entertained Tom Brady last season. So it's like they didn't really have the loyalty to him outside of the big contract because they entertained Tom Brady and they told him, hey, we're entertaining Tom Brady. So why would he take a pay cut and... I'll say this. Who's calling the plays on offense? Kyle Shanahan. So you would figure, I just read what he's doing for Nick Mullins statistically. It's not that bad statistically, considering what we're seeing on the field. So say Jimmy does that the next two years because he has two years left on his contract. Say he plays well, kind of like what he did in 2019. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do like what Tom Brady did with the Patriots and say, pay me way below market value? Or is he going to be like, hey, well, Kyle's always had one foot in and one foot out with me. So look what I did the past two years. Now you guys got to pay me $40 million based on what the inflation rate would be at for quarterbacks at that time in two years from now. So you take a rookie now you'll have a rookie quarterback contract for the next four years rather than being forced to pay Jimmy anywhere from 35, even 30 to $40 million in two years. Exactly. There, you're going to pay Zach Wilson if you draft him, but you're not going to pay him for like four years. 
And it's going to be a lot, yeah. But if Zach Wilson is performing like the scouts and everyone is thinking he should perform and he can pull, I mean, he's pulling Russell Wilson stuff in college. What he does is miraculous. And yes, he's playing North Alabama. He's playing Boise State. It's going to be worth paying that guy. Right. It's not worth paying Jimmy Garoppolo right now. It's a waste of money. It's money they could spend on signing Fred Warner to a long-term contract, re-signing Kerry Hyder, re-signing J- Kyle Yushek, getting Trent Williams on a long-term deal. That's money they could be saving. And this, the, just so you guys know, this offseason, there's going to be a lot of people getting cut from this team. There's going to be a lot of changes on this team. But the core is there. And the core is Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, John Kinlaw on defense. Having those guys, that's important. And, and I don't think Richard Sherman's going to be back, but I would love to have Jason Verrett back, and I'd love to have Emmanuel Mosley back. And I think I think they have a core safety star in Tavarius Moore, what we talked about last week. On offense, you have Ayuk locked up. You have Debo locked up. Kittle's now locked up. You have Mostert for another year. The, the pieces that make a football team great are there. You're going to have to fill in some spots, but everyone has to fill in some spots. The Steelers have some spots where they fill in, and they have the best defense in the league. They're 10-0. and 0. That's the thing. A quarterback is not something you just fill in, as we've seen this season. You cannot lose a quarterback and just be like, okay, throw them in. We've seen it. Nick Mullins can't do it. So if your pride is going to be hurt because the Niners win a couple games, I'm sorry, I'm not going to feel bad for you. Losing is what they should do right now. And I'm not going to root for them to lose, but when they lose, you can't be like, oh, they got out of a game, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, this is good. This is a good thing to lose. It's a good thing to lose right now. Making the playoffs and being this hurt while you're already going through 16 car crashes in a season and going through an additional car crash, you're just going to lose when you're having the most injured season in history and coming back next year after going through 17 car crashes when you're already injured and then finally having a quarterback and having to deal with more car crashes, it just doesn't make sense to make the playoffs. Having another game and not allowing this guys, these guys to get healthy is a travesty, I think. Say they get to the playoffs. Say somehow, some way they get to the Super Bowl. Are they beating Patrick Mahomes without Nick Bosa or even D Ford, even D, even though D Ford wasn't a big impact in that last Super Bowl? Are they beating the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? No, not really. Patrick Mahomes will have all the time in the world, no matter how stuck on glue Jason Brett to any receiver on that Chiefs team. Eventually, after 10 seconds, Tyreek Hill's going to get open. Travis Kelsey's going to get open. Um, so they just don't have the pass rush to do it this year. And and the fact that this team is playing so well defensively, considering who's missing out there, it it just it's lights out football. And and that's why I say they're court, the window is absolutely open after this season. They're just a quarterback away from potentially winning a Super Bowl next year or the year after that. And I feel like this is this... I understand there's six games left, and I feel like this is going to be the mentality for the rest of the season. Every time they lose, remember, they're a quarterback away. They get the quarterback. Things are going... You're, these guys do not come out of college much anymore where they are not... Like, if you're drafted in the top for, in the first round, you know, yeah, Tua had a bad game this week, sure. But look at Justin Herbert. 
And look what Joe Burrow was doing before that injury. These guys come out and they're NFL ready because they're already dealing with bad offensive lines. Right. And that's the one thing that actually does scare me about Zach Wilson, which we will get into in the offseason. He really hasn't faced many good pass rushes. I'll say this is if you want to feel the victory as a 49ers fan, because like we've touched on our plenty, they're hurt. If you want to feel a victory, cheer for the Vikings to win, cheer for the Patriots to win, cheer for the Panthers to win, cheer for the Falcons to win. Those teams win, 49ers win. And cheer for the 49ers 2020 opponents to lose so that the 49ers' strength of schedule can decrease and that'll improve their probabilities of having a higher draft pick uh, if they have a tied record with another team. So you want Cowboys to lose as much as possible, the Redskins to lose as much as possible, which seem pretty likely at this point. You want the Giants to lose as well. Great thing they had the NFC East this year because that'll help the strength of schedule to decrease. Cheer for the all the AFC East teams to lose. And and there you go. That's that's the formula of how to cheer in 2020 as a 49er fan. And that's the thing is you're going to have a fourth place schedule and you're still really good. Yeah. So next season, if you have a quarterback, you're going to win a lot of football games. You're going to win a lot. And especially if Shanahan gets this guy and he's able to do what he wants. Like there's so many things Shanahan just isn't able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's been completely obvious this season how many things he wants to do. Ayuk, as we've said on this show for four weeks now, is a stud. He is a wide receiver one. And if they can get him open as much as they've been doing with a real quarterback, they're going to kill people. I'm going to leave you guys with this stat real quick. One final stat before we end the show. The 49ers have had a quarterback start 15 plus games in a season, just five times in the last 18 years. Alex Smith in 2006 and 2011, Colin Kaepernick in 2013 and 2014, and Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019. By comparison, 19 different quarterbacks had 15 or more starts in 2019 alone. Why not go get a guy in the draft who can be your long-term option where you don't have to do this again? And I will also say this. In the regular season, Jimmy Garoppolo's overall record is fantastic. But to narrow down the last 14 games... Jimmy Garoppolo is eight and six. What's the trend? Well, QB wins aren't a stat. I've never felt that way. Like everyone's always like, oh, but Garoppolo doesn't lose. And it's like, yeah, he's got Kyle Shanahan. That's exactly why I brought up the last 14 regular season games, because that's the one thing he has going for him is he is a quote unquote winner. He just wins with Kyle Shanahan. Well, then why is he eight and six over the last 14 regular season games? So if his number one stat is only two games over 500, then why 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 are you not looking at a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance? And they, real quick, Niner fans, anyone who thinks they're not looking at a quarterback is just kidding themselves. This team is absolutely <laughs> at a quarterback. This is the number one draft thing they, they are looking at. They are not going to take O-line unless they win. And I don't think they take O-line in this draft. Even if they do win, they probably don't take O-line. Even if they do win, even if they do somehow end up 8-8, eight and eight, I think Kyle Shanahan 
has not been able to look at the quarterbacks yet because he is in season mode. But once he does look at these top five guys, he's going to say, okay, I need me one of those. Exactly. And that's the thing. Why would you risk winning and having to pay Dak Prescott $40 million or to trade another team for somebody? Why not just use that first round pick, get your guy and go win a Super Bowl? I completely agree. Completely agree. Because we talk about creating more resources to sign more players. Well, if you're getting rid of Jimmy to create those resources, then you're not taking a Matthew Stafford. And Matt Ryan looked completely awful yesterday as well. So you're probably not taking him. Um, so you're in order to create those resources, you're taking a rookie, no matter if he wins a Super Bowl as a rookie or if he w- wins a Super Bowl year two. That's more times than Jimmy Garoppolo would have won a Super Bowl as a 49er, in my opinion. And, and one final thought. You know, you're against you're rooting against the team to lose. You don't have to root for the team to lose. Look at what's going good for the team. Ayuk, there's so many things we've talked about. Ayuk, Kinlaw's getting better every week. The defense is still playing really well. The team is good. Like, there's things to be excited about as a Niner fan. There's things to look at the team and be like, hey, this is really good. This is great. Look for things that are good. It's it's called the elegant tank. A, a podcast before, I used to <laughs> say it all the time. The elegant tank. You're not actively tanking. You're just injured and don't have enough talent at quarterback to actually win. But look around. Look at the players. Watch individual guys. Watch some of the stuff that's going on with this team. They have talent. It's there. It's all there for the 49ers. You just have to have a quarterback. You, you, it's just like, real quick, in the NFL, you have to have a quarterback. Hockey, you have to have a goalie. MLB, you have to have pitchers. In NBA, you have to have shooters. That's how important a quarterback is. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win a Super Bowl unless you have an insane defense. And the defense is good. It's not insane. And I don't think they should have to have an insane defense. We should have good quarterback play. I'm tired of it. And for an example, it's on Sunday night. Patrick, Say Patrick Mahomes is not playing that game. Is a backup quarterback going down there and putting together a game-winning drive and winning that game for the Chiefs? Probably not. Well, what situation are the 49ers in right now? They're in a situation to where the backup quarterback is playing. So that's something we also have to understand. May not look at the team win. Look at individual wins. Look at Brandon Ayu. Look at Debo Samuel once he's back. Look at Raheem Mostert once he's back. Look at the future right guard of this team if they decide to play Brent Skill and McKivitt's there. Look at Trent Williams, how he's playing. Um, Look at Javon Kinlaw. Look at Fred Warner. Look at Jason Bright. Look for those individual wins because this team will be in the playoffs in 2021. And I'm going to say that now. And that's the thing is you don't have to root for the team to lose. But if they lose, it's going to be a whole hell of a lot more fun next season, Niner fans. It's going to be a whole lot more fun, and there's it's all there in front of them. They just need a quarterback. And you can tell me all day how Jimmy's injured or make excuses for Jimmy Garoppolo or say, you know, what if the rookie guy isn't it? What if he is? What if he is? That's the thing. If he is, the sky's the limit. So think of it not as the team losing every week, but as them winning going forward. You know, root for players. The team's going to lose. It's just going to happen. 
but don't get mad when they lose. Think about how good they can be next season. Think about the fact that we could have 2019 seasons for the next five years if they nail the quarterback pick because that's all they need is a quarterback. Shanahan and Lynch have proven they know how to reload a roster. They took one of the worst teams in the NFL to the Super Bowl in three years with a quarterback whose ceiling is above average. Think about if they have a quarterback whose ceiling is elite. It's as simple as that. If they want to check out your stuff, Leo, how can they check it out? They can find me on Twitter at at LeoLuna93, as well as SI, Sports Illustrated, All 49ers. Uh, or you could, if you're searching the YouTube, you just find me on Tapped in Sports. And you could find me at NinerNate49. You can hear all my hot takes on why I think the 49ers shouldn't win anymore. And you can yell at me on Twitter if you want, because a lot of y'all been doing that. But that's fine with me. I'm having a good time. Go Niners! Not in the way I'm thinking, you think I'm saying. And we'll see you next week after the Rams. Well, they're going to kill Nick Mullins. Sorry, guys.